This is Weekly Woman by Jubilance for PMS. I'm Alice, the social media manager for Jubilance, and today I'm talking with Vanessa Balecki. Vanessa is a woman who does it all. She's a published author, a teacher, a trainer, and is a Miss Canada 2020 candidate. She runs an amazing YouTube channel, My Teacher Vanessa, where she helps people learn English. Um, So welcome, Vanessa. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm really looking forward to this, and I love what you're doing with the podcast. It's great. Thank you. Um, We're just going to get started with some more, like, fun questions. So what is your favorite food? Okay, so this is a good question, especially living in a big city where one of my favorite things to do is to just try different foods. Um, But one kick here is that I'm vegan. Um, I didn't mean to go vegan. It just kind of happened over the years. Um, When I was a little bit younger in elementary school, someone showed me a YouTube video called Meet Your Meat, M-E-E-T or M-E-A-T. And after that, I just couldn't eat meat anymore. So uh, my mom would try to feed me fish even, and I just, I didn't like seafood. So um, I started off vegetarian kind of by accident. Uh, And then in high school, I had all sorts of stomach problems. And my doctor just suggested cutting out dairy. Um, so I cut out dairy, I cut out meat, I cut out fish. Uh, so I guess naturally I kind of just became vegan. Um, however, I do steal the eggs from happy chickens that I get from the farm. I eat honey from happy bees. Uh, so it doesn't have to be a big food discussion. I think it's just about being mindful about what you eat. So here in Toronto, there's so many opportunities to try vegan food, um, especially now there's new places opening up everywhere. So. What I like to do is, well, I really like pizza and I really like nachos. That's kind of my guilty thing. That's so, good. Um, there's one place called Pizzeria Librettos, and they make the best pizza that I always love to have. Um, there's this one nacho place called Wilbur's. It's pretty cheap. It's quick. You can get your nachos, your guacamole, and they have all sorts of hot sauces, and I love hot sauce. So it's perfect. <laughs> that sounds so good. Cool. Yeah, yeah kind of a longer answer to your question. <laughs> yeah. What are you currently watching on TV? Uh, So lately I've kind of been on a kick of, you know, bettering myself, listening to podcasts from doctors, um, really about motivation, uh, time management. And so what I've been watching now is the one about Bill Gates, um, Inside Bill Gates' Mind. Um, It's just like a three-part series and they really just follow him throughout the day. And, you know, my initial thing was, okay, yeah, he created... Windows. Um, of course, he's a great philanthropist, but what really stood out to me is just how structured and how he manages his time. So even if he's traveling to work, he's reviewing political documents just because he's interested in. Um, and then for lunch, he's having a meeting with someone. You know, so these are things that he wants to do. And not only that, but he's managing his time very wisely. So uh, that's something that I've been trying to do is really manage my time so I can you know, shape the life that ultimately I really want. Right. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Wow. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. And I think it's still available on Netflix. At least in Canada, it's definitely yeah. available. I know the American one has a few more episodes, a few okay. more shows than us. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, I'll have to check it out. That sounds really interesting. Um, what is your must-have essential item in your purse? That's a really good question. This is all year round, especially now in the winter. It's lip balm. It's okay. something that I definitely need. Um, usually it's maybe my calendar keeping organized, but now it's lip balm. If it's not in my purse, it's in my pocket. Yeah. Um, it's in my car. I have kind of have one everywhere. Uh, we actually just got snow last week. So um, we had about maybe almost a foot here in Toronto. So I'm really getting 
uh, right into the winter season, right? We kind of skip fall and went right into winter here. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> I'm from California originally, so I just can't with weather. Well, my plan is to eventually structure my life so I can escape for the winters, come back for Christmas, and sneak back out. <laughs> that sounds like the best idea I've ever heard. <laughs> I'll come to where you are. I'll come to California. Yes, do it. <laughs> um, so where are you living now? Yeah, so right now I'm in Toronto. I was born and raised. Um, I left a little bit for university. I went to teacher's college. Um, I was really involved in my school there, but you know, I'm, I love this city. When, when people come here sometimes, it's a little bit too much chaos. They call it like the New York of Canada, but I love it. Uh, I love being around different people. I love meeting new people. And when I ever come back and I'm taking a train that gets to Union Station, I just take in the chaos and it actually calms me weirdly. Yeah, so um, I, I, yeah, so I'm in Toronto. I plan on being here a little longer, unless of course I sneak away for the winters. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. What's your favorite part about the city? Uh, definitely I've touched upon the food, but honestly, mm. it's the people. Every time I leave and then come back, I find that um, there's this atmosphere and this, you know, I hate to use the word, but there's this vibe about Toronto. So. A perfect example I can use are the Raptors, you know, that happened recently. This whole city came alive. Uh, you know, I'm definitely one of these people that will jump on the bandwagon whenever one of our teams is doing great. Uh, like when the Leafs are, they might not even be doing great. <laughs> and, you know, there's just blue, a sea of uh, blue and white in the city and there's just this energy on game night. So that's one thing I really love about the city is this energy it has when something's going on. And, you know, now it's Friday and every, on Friday nights you can just feel this buzz. Uh, you can see traffic coming in and it, that's what I really love about it it's just the life that's here oh that's amazing I've never been to Toronto but I would love to go come in the summer come in the summer <laughs> yeah. yeah I was gonna ask you about like fall traditions but since it's winter do you have winter traditions that's a I think that's a really important question because you know winter blues is a thing here you know whether it's the lack of vitamin d or you know just not seeing friends as often we go into this quote-unquote hibernation mode uh so definitely getting outside um getting a, a hobby during the winter is really important especially for me so i love snowboarding um i have a, a husky so it's always doing something outside with him you know i i kind of joke around that he gets activated when the when the snow comes around he's just itching to go out which i love yeah so definitely <laughs> i would say not so much a tradition but definitely doing a little trip somewhere you know, just enjoy the winter, whether it's a snowboarding trip or, you know, it's a trip to rent, like renting a chalet with some friends and really just getting into the, the spirit and freezing a little bit. <laughs> wow, that sounds so nice. I guess here in New York, we kind of have like ice skating, but then that's like the, the really the only like wintry thing. But yeah, and for, it sounds like you can like get out a little more. That's great. Yeah, especially because we're close to Quebec and we have a lot of ski hills around. I don't know, I've never been to New York in the winter, but for me, it seems like a lot of slush, you know, just because it's in the middle of the city and, and we have that here too, right? So okay. you know, we love winter the first like two months and then it just lasts way too long and we yeah. get that slush, dirty slush season. I'm just wishing <laughs> I was gone. <laughs> Why is this gone yet? <laughs> yeah, exactly how we feel. <laughs> yeah. um, can you talk me through like the step-by-step -step process of kind of how you got to where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, over here in grade, even grade 11, grade, if as early as grade 11, your schools are asking, what are you gonna be when you grow up? What are you gonna be? And you know, in grade 11, grade 12, I really don't think that we know what we want to be, right? So I just thought, oh, I enjoy helping people. I guess I'll be a teacher, right? So I went into 
to teacher's college. I took that for five years. So that was really the beginning of my journey. And when I was in school, I met many interesting people and I was able to explore my interests a lot. So I got really involved in the school gym there. I was the fitness coordinator where I you know, hired and managed 15 or so instructors that would man, uh, design the classes. So that gave me a lot of room for creativity. And so, you know, along the way, I found out things I like to do and things I maybe don't like to do. So, you know, I know I like being creative. I know I like working with other like-minded people. So that's something I like to do. Um, so after school, um, I went into online teaching. Like I started doing a lot online. And, you know, something actually happened in my life that that changed kind of everything. So I'm, I'm, it's a happy story and I don't mind talking about it. So I think that, you know, everyone kind of goes through stuff in their life and it's about how you deal with it, right? So um, I was teaching online at the time. I was trying to work from home, getting a good schedule. And believe it or not, there's a lot you can do as a teacher that's not in the classroom. We can talk about that later as well. Um, yeah, so my mom was, she's diagnosed with a brain tumor and given two months to live. So it seems like a crazy story, but it has a happy ending. My mom had like a 10 hour brain surgery. Uh, long story short, full recovery. So at that moment, you know, life went on a hold, everything changed and it really put things into perspective for me. Right. So, you know, it's like, I just kind of thought about my place in the world, what's important to me. And I really didn't want to feel like, um, I don't know how to describe, maybe like a worker bee. I, the nine to five isn't for me. And I wanted to spend as much time as I could with my family. And so I wanted to create this life where I could spend time doing more of what I love, being with more with the people that I love. And, you know, it's this Western culture thing that says you have to work, work, work until your retirement, until I can go to California, right? I have to work <laughs> my whole life and then maybe one day I can come to California. And I think that's, you know, kind of a Western way of thinking. And many other cultures, you know, they don't think that way. So, um, I wanted to try to, you know, adapt my life so I, was, I had the ability to do that. So that's where I, I started teaching online um, to companies in China. So, you know, 12-hour time differences. And um, there's a big market for Canadians um, working with uh, people from overseas uh, just because they like our Western terminology. It's very similar to the movies. Like, we'll say pants instead of trousers. We'll say, you know we won't say knickers we'll use other terminology yeah. and, you know we use our our phonetics are very like easy to understand and our mouth movements so yeah a lot of opportunity for that and i began working for a studio where we make these pre-recorded english lessons for companies in china so like for example we have google maps pre-downloaded on our phones phones in china will have these other apps like learn english apps and learn other languages and so our videos are we provide these third-party videos uh, for these companies that have these learned language apps. That's so yeah, cool. so for, for about three years, I was able to work full-time, you know, from home, doing my own schedule. Uh, and then I actually went back into teaching in a classroom. So I'm actually a French teacher. I started teaching uh, supplying a bit, and then I started teaching uh, grade 8 French. So in Ontario or in Canada, you know, we're bilingual. I know in the States, I think it's more Spanish that they hone in on. Um, but for us, it's mandatory to take French um, all the way up until the beginning of high school. Yeah. Um, so I started teaching grade eight French. Um, but again, this was a school that was a little farther from my house. I was driving an hour each way. Um, I had to get a dog, like all these little things that just kept piling up. And so uh, last June, I said no more of that. And, you know, I went back to teaching halftime at a school really close to my house, which gives me room, you know, in the mornings, maybe to teach online and then pursue other interests. Um, so that's really kind of the step-by-step -step on how it played out. So I've always, you know, had one foot in the door of teaching 
and then kind of the other foot dabbling and other things and just trying to see what my interests are. Yeah. Um, does that kind of answer your question? Yeah, that's great. Thank you so much. Um, and then how did my teacher Vanessa come about? Um, yes. so for, yeah. Can you explain what it is too so everyone listening can hear? Yeah, totally. So, you know, I had all this, this buildup of videos for my company and we eventually started making these programs. So, you know, how to be an online teacher and make money. Um, you know, phonograms. So my teacher, Vanessa, we kind of became this side project that I started doing with my company. And we just started going through all the letters of the alphabet. I would make all sorts of lessons. So again, like they gave me a lot of room for creativity and to explore things I was interested in. Um, so we made, you know, the English alphabet, the French alphabet. And I just had all these videos that, I, you know, I had nowhere to put. And so I started putting them on YouTube and you know a lot of my friends they teach younger grades and they would say you know what these videos are great can you post more for my students um, but this kind of was a thing that was effortless at the time right I had the I had the videos I had someone to put them and so I think when something flows effortlessly it's something that you know it's it's easier it's meant to happen you know things that say might stress someone out it'll be like oh creating content creating content yeah sure that takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of time out of your day but you know, if it's something you're naturally doing, it becomes a little bit easier. So like if you love baking, yeah, start filming yourself while you bake and upload those videos, right? Yeah. So um, like another thing, I, you know, I've been learning a lot about like time management and how we can improve. And so there's this one study done and it was, um, it was like a clay making class. And so, you know, the, the teacher said half of your grade will be solely on how many clay pieces you produce. And the other 50% of your grade will be based on one piece of your choosing, and that'll be 50% of your mark. And so they found this correlation between the people that had the most amount of clay pieces produced, that they also had the best final piece. So there's constant correlation between the more work you do, the, the better your final product will be. So same with all the famous uh, say composers like Beethoven, Mozart, not only were they the best, but they actually have the most work out of everyone. Wow. So like creativity is yeah, kind of like a muscle and you have to practice and you have, to, you have to use it to develop it. And so, um, yeah, like my one suggestion would be it's never the right time to start, right? You're never, it's never going to be perfect. And that just shows you have to just put something out there. Even if you're not, you know, posting it for everyone to see, just, you know, start challenging yourself to start doing something creative. Like, try a new recipe or try a new ingredient, um, drive a different way home, just, you know, trying something different in your life. Yeah. That's great. Um, and how, how did you end up creating that curriculum for um, my teacher, Vanessa? And are you still doing it because you're not with the company anymore? Yeah. So I'm still with the company from here uh, time to time. And then my teacher, Vanessa, was kind of to show my students what I do and show my uh, other people around me what I do. Yeah. But you're right. I haven't really posted anything there in a while. And um, I guess I'm, I'm like struggling with what should I focus on as well, right? So the creation of that was to show my videos. And then after that, yeah, I found that maybe it was more um, like, for example, I'm, I'm wondering, should I be focusing more on this Miss Canada aspect? Should I be focusing more on other things? So right now my energy is directed at like teaching in the classroom. But for this development, I actually... As a teacher, there are many opportunities online where there was a company in Dubai and they say, hey, we have these materials and we need the teacher guides. We need lesson plans. And so I got the materials and I formulated the lesson plans. So it was kind of like a contract deal. And so you can get all these little contracts with companies from all over the world, try to put their books together. 
um, to make teacher guides. And so the wow. book that I have is a, like a phonograms book, all about mouth movements, sounds, um, where you're directing your breath when you're speaking, around how your tongue should be moving. And so mm -hmm. that's the book that we created with, you know, like, um, like a booklet that goes with it, with videos, that, a video component. So yeah, like I love that there are many rooms, there's a lot of room for creativity. And, you know, I think it's really just finding what works best for you. So like I find I'm really good, like give me a project and I'll complete <laughs> it very well. But again, with this nine to five, like don't make me sit somewhere from nine to five. I'll probably end up, you know, staring yeah. at the clock, right? So <laughs> I find that what works for me is project based. However, a lot of my friends, that stresses them out when I tell them what I do because they like having the consistency and knowing, okay, Monday to Friday, this is where I'll be. I can structure my day around it. And so yeah, everyone is different and it's definitely not for everyone. Yeah. It's good that you figured that out too. And it just sounds like you have your hand in like so many different things. Um, can you talk about your hand in like pageants and Miss Canada 2020? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So it's, it's kind of funny how I got into it. Um, like when I was in school, I was thinking, should I do a fitness competition? And to me, that seemed extreme. Uh, you know, you have to, you cut out water for a bit. It's extreme dieting towards the end. And it doesn't seem to be the most uh, positive thing for your mental health, right? Especially as a young woman. And so I opted to not go to that. Um, and, you know, still into fitness. And I always, again, bettering, like, well, balance. Balance was kind of my important thing. And so I have two cousins in high school at the time. And, you know, we're just watching YouTube videos. This was, this was I think, in January. So just a few months ago. And um, we got to bloopers from Miss Universe. And everyone knows where the crown was put on the raw and like this that terrible moment so no. um, like when I was looking at these questions I said I could do that I, I just said I could do that and then you know all right away there's always this waterfall of doubt that comes like no I can't I'm not good enough and da, 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 da. it just right so it's just blocking those sounds I said I could do that and my cousin said sure do it and I said I will I'm gonna do it I'm gonna prove <laughs> to you that you can do anything you set your mind to and so that was the moment that kind of sparked it so just to show my younger cousins, uh, you know, going on the internet, you see all these great things, but I want to show them it takes hard work to do these things as well, but you can do anything you set your mind to. So that's really where it started. And I just started looking online at different pageants. I have no idea what I was getting myself into. I just started filling out these applications and it's actually a pretty long interview process as well, where, you know, you'll have to apply online, send a bio in and then answer uh, five questions, write an essay. And so all these things are really just more of a balanced approach. And so that's what I really liked about it compared to other, um, say like fitness competitions that I was looking at. So this really was about, you know, mental health and you also had to be intelligent to do it, you know, and you have to care yourself well, and, you know, you have to be part of a volunteer, you know, so all these things that just make you a well-rounded person. And so that's why these specific pageants stood out to me. You know, I didn't think it was like, Oh, I'm, I, you know, I was kind of joking around as well, like, oh, you know, I just put on a dress and I walk back and forth and, you know, anyone can do this. And so <laughs> I, I kind of was downplaying it in my mind. So it would take away the fear. And so, yeah, I, I got accepted to do that. And, you know, there's so many more components to it that I had no idea would be a part of it. So um, it's actually in Montreal. It's in March. And wow. I think there might be 35 other people there. And it's not just one night. It ends up being a week where I go to these wow. events and you're being watched. And it's about your charisma and this and that, how you are with other people. And so, you know, I actually kind of like that it's a few days long because your true personality really shines through. So wow. 
I'll be in a room with three other girls for three or four nights, you know, <laughs> with people watching you, like stuff is bound to, to happen. I think like your true personality will come out. And I, I always say like you find someone's true personality, either when they're driving, when they react to other people yeah. or when they're in stressful situations. So yeah, that's really how I got involved with the, with the Miss Canada thing. And, and now, you know, I'm still figuring out how it works, right? So, you know, I'm wondering, do I need to get a coach? What should I, you know, so all these things I'm figuring out as I go. So I by no means, you know, grew up with a mom who pushed me to do pageants. And in fact, she discouraged it because, um, you know, she thought it might promote a bad body image, right? And so um, now, like I ran a marathon a few weeks ago. So, you know, always just trying to to challenge myself. Um, I can't really... I don't want to talk too much about this just yet, but you know, I'm signing with a modeling agency. And so all these little things on the side that are kind of taking me farther away from my foot in the teaching door and closer to this kind of life that I can create with my own schedule. Um, you know, just kind of creating the life that I want. Wow. That's incredible. And did you, I, I really, the, I know about pageants from Miss Congeniality, which we love that, <laughs> that was that, that was the extent I had as well, so you can ask anything. Okay. Um, like, did you, did you have to do, um, like, uh, like, were you, were you Miss Toronto? Is that how it works? And then you move forward to the next, the next? That's a, yeah, that's a great question. So there's so many different pageants. So there's Miss Toronto, there's Miss Toronto Tourism, there's Miss Canada, there's Miss World Canada, there's Miss... Canada tourism so I applied to like a few pageants and I got accepted as well for Miss Canada tourism which is just a side pageant so um, they all have different rules they all are structured in different ways um, and they all look for different things so um, for example I guess Miss World Canada would go to Miss World and then we have like Miss Universe Canada I guess would you go to Miss Universe right so I think I never, I didn't have to do a, a Miss Toronto to, or Miss Ontario to get to Miss Canada. I, so I applied good. and I, I got it now. I don't know if that would have changed if there were more, like, I don't, I'm not sure how the hiring process, the hiring, the selection yeah. process goes. Um, but I do know it's a fairly long process regardless of which one you're doing. But yeah, some of them have Miss Toronto and then it goes to Miss Ontario and then it might go to um, Miss Universe Canada, which in turn will take you to Miss Universe. Yeah. Wow. And they have all sorts of age restrictions and like for miss like you can't have a, a kid a child because it's m-i-s-s or else you'd have to do the m-r-s right oh, um wow. yeah and then what i really like now is that these pageants are becoming a little more like wholehearted so if you looked before it was kind of like a body type they were looking for but now what i really like is i'm seeing that these pageants are more about like your personality and being a good person and you know being well-rounded and and actually being kind, which I think is important. Wow, that's that's amazing. That's really cool. Break a leg. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Like, good luck. Yeah, totally. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to keep us updated. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'll, I'll let you know how it goes. And yeah, like, uh, I just think it's important that, you know, people challenge themselves. So I didn't just start one day and say, oh, like, I'm going to do, like, so I woke up one day and said, my friend said, would you like to run a marathon? I said, why not? That moment I signed up and then it held me accountable. So, you know, I had to train because it was looming ahead of me. So, you know, whether you sign up for something with someone else, you join like a class, having that accountability there is really important. Um, so I find that like I, I, when I was even running the marathon, I would have stopped at 15 kilometers if it wasn't an event. I thought this is my wall. I had shin splints at 15 kilometers, but oh you know, if you have that, 
you have to have the support around you that I think it's really important as well. Yeah. Well, Like-minded people. Yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. What do you think it means to be a woman today? I think that's a pretty loaded question, but I think it's a really good question. I think it's great because, you know, as a teacher, I see with my students every day, they're kind of navigating what does it mean to be me, right? So as a woman, your sister, your daughter, your friend, your teacher, your a confidant, you're all these identities, but you're also a woman. So, you know, when I'm, when I'm with my students, um, I'm not only teaching them French, but I find that I'm also teaching them the more important thing I'm teaching them is how to be a good human, right? So how to be strong, but how to be humble, you know, how to be assertive, how to stand up for themselves, you know, in a way that's, that's, a, that's perceived well. So what does it mean to be a woman in this world? Oh my goodness. We could, we could say it's someone who wears all the hats, right? It could be a mom who's at home working, cleaning, as well as, you know, taking care of the kids, you know, with this double burden. But a mom could also mean uh, someone who's a CEO in a company, right, that's doing it all. So I think it's just kind of, you know, navigating um, and really finding our, our cheerleaders in society, right? So what does it mean to be a woman? Well, you know, I think every man should also be a feminist, right? It doesn't mean that he's, he's yeah. saying men are bad, but he's supporting, like, equality, right? that's not bad. Everyone should be supporting equality. It's not so much to ask for, right? So, you know, I think like we also have to be a little bit more mindful in the way we navigate the world. So for example, if a woman is too assertive, she might be seen as masculine or she might be seen as like a, you know, not a nice word. And so it's, it's also, you know, dealing with these like stigmas and these preconceptions that we already have. Um, although like, one thing that does bother me is people say, well, at least we're not like X, Y, Z, right? At least we're not like this place. At least we're not like that place. But, you know, Canada is a great place, but I think we should be striving always to be better not saying, well, at least we're not that. Oh, it could be worse. Because to me, that kind of brushes away the situation as opposed to finding the root cause of the problem. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Definitely. If you could give like a woman on the street, just like one piece of advice, one sentence or so, um, or more. Um, what would you say? I would say just go for it. Yeah, just do it. This is something that I struggle with all the time. And it seems so simple, but it's one of the hardest things I think you can do because it's never going to be the right time. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to do the podcast today because I woke up, I had a pimple, right? There's always oh. an excuse <laughs> that I can't do it. I, I need to put it. it apart. Exactly. And it's not even a big deal. That's the thing. So, you know, all these things that seem so big in our minds, like, we think of all these reasons that why we can't, right? But start telling yourself, why not me, right? So um, I was reading a lot about this imposter theory where we sometimes feel like imposters when we're somewhere else. So I, I still feel like that when I'm teaching. So sometimes in my classroom, I'm thinking, why am I allowed to take care of these students? You know, I still feel like a child myself sometimes. I still feel like yeah. I'm growing. So, you know, I, of course, I deserve to be there. I went through school. I'm qualified. I, I have years of experience. So, you know, it's being your own cheerleader first and foremost and wow. silencing that mind in your head that I can't do it. Like, why not you, right? That's, that's one of those. And once you start doing these little things, it's a great snowball effect and you start realizing, hey, I can do this. So it doesn't have to be a marathon tomorrow. Just get off the couch and just take, go for a, a walk in a different place. Maybe sign up for a five kilometer walk, right? So then 
for sure you're going to be out there that day doing this five kilometer walk so that accountability piece i think has to be there but um yeah just go for it and my quote is kind of first they laugh at you and then they try to be like you right so first you know when you're you're doing something different might people might not understand it which is okay because we're all different right we're all meant to be doing different things that resonate with us right so i think that's important I think that's that's so awesome. Just go for it. I think that's something, and we all feel imposter syndrome at some points in our lives. So I think that's really important. Thanks for absolutely. Sharing. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much. Um, so what's next for you? You said you're you have your Miss Canada um, pageant coming up. Um, you're signed with a modeling agency. What else is next for you? Oh, well, maybe I can kind of project my vision and make it happen here yeah. while I'm talking to you. Just I'm do gonna it. Be gone. Yeah, I'm going to be gone for the winters. I'm yeah. going to be traveling for this modeling agency. You know, I'm going to be asked to be on more podcasts like with yourself. So, you know, that would be the end goal to be escaping my winters and really um, structuring my schedule, right, in the way that I intend it to be. Um, so what's next for me? Always challenging myself. So, um the marathon was one thing now that's out of the way so now I can focus on you know this Canada coming up but then again it's always report card time just finished so I have parent teacher oh, interviews wow. last night so <laughs> again with work always just kind of being there on the side um well it's next for me is always kind of on the side challenging myself right or um doing something different and you know I think people get comfortable right and that's a, it's nice to be comfortable and the human brain likes the human brain is naturally lazy we'll always find a shortcut right so we'll always say oh someone else will do it or you know we want to do the least amount of work so we get these thought patterns that just it's easier that way and we build these values that can't be broken because our brain is you know we, we just train it that way so um, I think I always want to learn and grow and that's great in the teaching profession because I'm learning something new every day. My first month was spent learning how to fix the photocopier, you know, something different every day. <laughs> but still like it's, it's learning, it's growing. And, you know, that's what they say is creativity is just connecting to things, right? So the more experiences you have, um, you know, the more you'll be able to make these connections. Yeah. That, that's amazing. Thank you so much, Vanessa. Yeah, absolutely. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Um, well, what I brought with me here was one of the books that I'm reading right now. Oh, cool. Um, and it's oh, actually I not even... about that. Yeah, it's okay. Sorry. It's okay. No, uh, I just, it's cool because it's not really a book. It's a book of poems. And oh. so, you know, people say, I don't have time to read books. And I found out she's actually Canadian. The it's Sun called The Sun and Her Flowers by Rupi Kaur. I, I don't think oh. I spelled her name or said her name right. Um, I think she's from Brampton. And it's all about like women and empowering women. And she, you know, some of it's a little bit harder to read, but it has some pictures and they're all really short, right? So I, I was notorious for saying, I don't have time to read. Okay, so I have time to read poems, right? So I'll take it with me into the sauna. Uh, it's okay if it gets ruined, you know, it's, at least I'm reading it, right? Um, mm. So I'll read a quote or two, then I'll put it away when I get too hot and I can think about that quote, right? Mm. So it's kind of this food for thought that I really like as well. Well, that's really cool. Yeah. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. yeah, definitely. So, uh, you know, series of little poems and it's all about like, uh, you know, um, the lines of feminism as well, which is awesome. That's so cool. Well, thank you so much for being on today, Vanessa. It was so nice to get to talk to you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Um, I've had a great time meeting you and also talking about these, I think, really important things, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and what it means to be a woman in today's world is really important. Definitely. And like, 
food for thought for myself too, of like just going for it and like trying your best in like a number of different aspects of life. And yeah, yeah. absolutely. And oh, and one more thing too was yeah. um, what I found was, you know, we need answers, but we can't wait for them to come to us, right? We have to actively look for them. So when I was, it seems like, oh, I found these cool jobs. Well, I was online every day on Monster Jobs and on Indeed, and I'm looking at what's out there, right? So yeah. it's actually see, like looking for what you don't know, right? Because it won't just be given to you. And if you don't ask, also, the answer will always be no, right? So, you know, putting yourself out there. That's great. Just going for it, like you exactly. said. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Vanessa. Mm-hmm.